Welcome to the Soul Savvy Podcast, your home to sneaker culture, community, and connections. Our goal is to provide you with industry insights that you can't find anywhere else, as well as news and stories from the people who helped build sneaker culture into what it is today. From designers to photographers to brand experts, we give you the real scoop on what's going on in the sneaker world as it relates to you, the consumer. What up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. I've got my colleague, Marco Henry Negrete, here with me. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about this uh, topic that, that you and I discuss on the regular. It's going to be good to, to, to let some of these uh, thoughts out. Yes, yes. And that is brick culture. Um, you know, the, the idea that something um, that's trading on the secondary market below retail is a brick. And uh, less so about that, also, but more to the point of like people don't want to wear that stuff anymore as if it's not cool. And it's been a weird, rocky kind of ride getting here. Obviously, I think it all started. We've talked about this a ton. 2017, 2018, Off-White, the 10, that kind of growth of um, sneaker culture, sneaker industry, um, the last past five years, how COVID, the pandemic lockdown really changed everything, turned sneakers into an asset. Um, I think throughout that whole process, a lot of people got, um, maybe not brainwashed, but uh, their opinions on what's cool changed drastically. And it, it's strictly dictated around hype and ultimately the resale value of something. And that has always been a terrible place for the space to be, in my opinion. I actually think two things some people's mind did change and their definition of what was cool was altered because of, you know, aftermarket prices and, and just that crazy era we were in where product was overflowing. But yep. I also think that we can't overlook how many new consumers have entered this space in the last five years. And that is what they were born into right. versus some people changing their mind. There are people that only yeah. know the world of grails only, grails and bricks, nothing in between. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a that's a totally fair point, um, a totally fair thing to call out, which is that growth in 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 the sneaker industry over again the last five six years is just new people, people who you know we saw join Soul Savvy in, in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Hey, I just got into sneakers a year ago. Um, I, I'm totally new to this. I just got my first pair of Jordan ones or my first whatever, and 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 they're completely new to it. But again, as you mentioned their exposure was strictly to this hype era. And that's a tough place to be because I definitely grew up on like just dope shit that I that I that I liked. And then the rest kind of came into play um through natural progression and storytelling of collaborators. Um but to to be just thrown into the fire of like everything was reselling and hype, hype, hype and, and all the consignment growth and the resale growth and bots, like that's a drastically different world than what we grew up on um in sneaker culture yeah and that's and and i think that's only applies or mostly applies to people that are a following let's call it sneaker twitter sneaker social media youtube etc or had know somebody who's tapped in and then telling them hey try out for the shoe it might be worth a lot if you win because i also have friends that are just dipping into sneakers now because yeah. of course this is mainstream right everybody wants to have cool shoes now even if you didn't grow up um, with that mindset yeah. and those people those people are, could are so naive to the aftermarket that 
they just come to me and they just want stuff that's cool. So I'm never going to them and saying, and when they're saying, Hey, I'm going to get my first pair of Jordan ones. And it's, it's what YouTube would call a quote unquote brick. I'm like, Hey man, if you like that shoe, it's a great shoe. The quality is nice, et cetera. So the social media sneaker culture has definitely influenced that a lot because that's the type of content that goes viral. That's the type of content that a right. lot of blogs post because they know the comments are going to be really engaging. Um, so we, we, sneaker culture and sneaker media is at fault of this too, because we kind of glorified sneaker resale and 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 this sort of bricks or grail mindset. But also they did that because of social networks, right? You do whatever you know is going to go viral and you're just kind of like, well, if this type of content goes viral, then we're going to post it whether or not we think it's cool. Oh, no, it's, it, it's a great point. We can, as a company, do whatever we want and need to you know, promote inline GR shoes, the the unsexy, unhyped stuff. But I think at the end of the day, to your point, it, it's it's not going to go viral. It's not going to gain traction. It's not going to grow followers. It's not going to go revenue, right? Because in this space in sneakers, um, you have to play that that hype news game, and um, it conditions everyone ultimately, right? It's kind of a never ending <laughs> wheel. <laughs> the algorithm is a hype beast. The algorithm value. Sure. Uh, yeah looks at shoes as bricks or grails the algorithm doesn't care about shoes that are in the middle it's just like the consumer which is kind of scary to think that that the algorithm has learned to adopt this mindset too right um but before before uh we continue any further i do want to go step back and introduce people to the topic of you know what is brick culture how do you define what, what it is i mean it's the idea that um the you know product is categorized between ultimately two things um, something that's hype and something that's a brick and something that's a brick has no value on the secondary market. And ultimately, I think for a lot of people is tied to being uncool or unwearable. Um, yeah. And then you get, I think on, on the flip side of that, true collectors, true sneakerheads go who like, I love bricks. I love wearing bricks. I shop for bricks because ultimately they're still really good quality footwear. When do you think this started? If you can pinpoint an era, maybe a shoe or a release or a season, it's definitely the last five or six years yeah. around 2017. But can you pinpoint? Because if I think back to even hype shoes in 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 the era we just left, I call it like the Jordan One era, right, um, or yeah. the Easy era. Um, I still remember um, there were shoes that would release that would everything would sell out because it, elite quantity was different. But I don't remember ever getting a shoe that was easy to get and then like people clowning it right or people yeah. thinking that it was no longer worthy or returning a shoe that you wanted to wear because the resale value was low so i'm not sure when that happened i want to say it it's probably like around 2020 because i i, I remember like everything was flying and then 2021 came and all the same stuff that would be flying in 2020 started yeah. sitting in 2021 and then all these people who were buying two or three pairs before are, are are now calling this stuff bricks when yeah. two years before that like you would just not buy it yeah yeah no I, it's definitely somewhere in that range and i don't think it's you know one particular release or um moment that created this but yeah. it's it is important to note that you know a driver of the term and kind of you know bricks being bad are resellers right the growth of of reselling and botting through those same years 19 20 21 um, was was massive, absolutely massive. And to them, more importantly, something's a brick if they can't move it and they can't sell it if it goes below retail, yeah. right? So you don't want to buy a brick. 
Um, you want to yep. buy stuff that that's profitable, right? And then that combined with overall hype culture um, really drove that into just the general consumer, um, the general sneakerhead to be thinking about something that is a brick. And I mean, it never crosses my mind personally because I mean, I, I just don't care, but ultimately it goes back to good footwear is good footwear, right? And I think this year, if you look at it from the, the brick or hype perspective, that I think the people complaining about sneaker culture not being fun this year, not being good this year, or whatever complaint they have is just really tied to, I don't think you actually like footwear and, and sneakers. You just like the hype aspect of it and the hype's gone right now. I think we've had maybe six hype releases this year and everything else from that perspective is a brick. So you can look at what's released this year and think it sucks. But from my perspective, this has been a great year in sneakers. Yeah. And I also just think like the intent, the attention span of consumers in general, um, how we consume media, how we consume products is, is just getting shorter every day because there has been good stuff this year, but only a few of it is really broken through. Like, it just seems like it's a never ending chase between wanting what's next because it's like a good shoe can come out and and maybe it's just like part of getting older and having more access to to being able to buy stuff because I, like you know I, you can get a shoe and like you could be happy with that shoe for months if not years because you had it in your rotation finally you hunted it down you got a good deal on it etc and now it seems like you get something and you're already kind of on to the next right like a good example and this yeah. is you know hopefully it doesn't reflect poorly on me but I'm not immune to it either is like I got, I got, I got, um, you know, the, the Kobe four, uh, Gigi Kobe four earlier this year. Love that shoe. Played a ton of basketball in it. And if I didn't win another Kobe the rest of the year, I should theoretically be happy. That shoe is still really good to hoop in, and, yeah. and it has a lot of life left in it. But now, like, we're just conditioned to be like, what's next? What's next? Okay, we got the Grinch. We got the, uh, yep. you know, the, the next thing coming. Instead of kind of just enjoying the shoes that we do have, and I mean, I do play in that shoe. That's just one example, but like that just shows how fast we move on. Because a few years oh, ago, if I got one Kobe in a year, I would be so stoked. Man, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I would, you know, things move so fast. I mean, it's it's. I might have been the conversation I had with Justin on the last podcast, which is just like the shoes that released in February and March of this year. Just it feels like a half decade ago. It doesn't even. Yeah. resonate anymore outside of i guess sb4s and white cement threes but even then those feel like forever ago because things move so freaking fast and i think part of the the problem is and goes back to your point around the news cycle and social media and algorithms if we're not talking about the hot thing right now we're talking about the hot thing that's dropping in 12 months right the early leaks the potato Jeff. photos mm. the the shitty mock-ups the skew leaks the hey there's a jordan supreme collaboration coming here's all the product and and, and the styles we don't know if there's like we can't even enjoy what's happening right now or the thing that got delivered today because we're so busy chasing the hype thing um of next week or next year and that's just like crazy to keep up with you can't be happy yeah and I, i've always hated leaks um part of it was like you know working uh, on rollouts um from a brand standpoint and just you know you don't want to see the hard work that a bunch of people put into something um be spoiled by a horrible photo and right. the other half is just like you just mentioned man like we don't get a chance to live in the moment and appreciate what's coming out now and what we have on feet now because we're so um fixated on what's to come you mentioned yeah. the jordan three reimagine that's the like perfect example of brick culture to me because it's yeah. like that yeah. is there's if you ask me someone who's loved shoes my whole life and you ask a lot of jordan um it's collectors or just jordan fans it does not get really better than a white cement three with that shape with that color treatment it really just doesn't 
Like no. that shoe, anybody anybody could wear that shoe and feel and feel cool in it. And the fact that you could still get that for for around retail is a awesome for people who love it, but also goes to show you that people saw that shoe as a brick yeah. because it wasn't reselling for five or six hundred dollars. When did we get to the point when getting things for retail or less on discount was less cool than paying? three, four, five X. Like we got yeah. tricked by the market to think that it's only cool if we get ripped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it, it, the conditioning around pricing and footwear over the last half decade has been crazy. And I just picked up, I picked up three pairs of um, shoes on sale from Concepts just now. I think it was two Asics and one New Balance. If I don't, yeah, two Asics and one New Balance. I got them each for like 45 to 55 bucks. I think retail for them was like 140, 150. I, I saved 70%. Dude, I, I was so excited when they came yesterday. I got three pairs of really good shoes for $150, $165 shipped from Concepts. And I'm very excited to wear them. And I actually remember I posted it in um, the community and someone's like, justifiably, he said, don't buy those. You have too much hype, too much heat. You're never going to wear it. And I'm just kind of like, this is the stuff I want to wear day to day. I want to bust out my, my heat for you know, a special occasion or or whatever reason I justify. I don't want to be walking to the grocery store in Union Jordan 1s, right? I want to be wearing those to an important meeting, for example, right? You need to have a balanced collection um, for a variety of reasons, including your own sanity, because if you just chase heat, I mean, you're going to hate the, you're going to hate the space because, and I've been saying this to people, it's not meant for everyone to have, right? Those Travis Scott golf shoes, 10,000 pairs, 15,000 pairs, you're not meant to have it, right? Don't let that ruin your day or your month. Yeah, you said balanced collection. And I do think that that's something that's missing from the uh, maybe the new collector. And, and who am I to say how you should or shouldn't collect? But I, I think for a healthier relationship with with shoes or anything that you're collecting, balance is important. I don't know. I I've, yep. Again, I've loved shoes my whole life. I have tons of friends that I met through this space. I don't know a single person who only wears grails every single day. Like that's just unrealistic. And honestly, kind of like, I wouldn't say corny, but that's just like, if I'm walking to the grocery store, why am I be wearing some off-white Jordan ones, right? You got to have things in your collection that you just like. If you're going to a casual, casual lunch or dinner, you don't, again, why am I going to bust out Travis Scott every single time? You got to yeah. have something for that in between to truly kind of appreciate your, you know, your, your shoes that you wear for special uh, moments. And if you are the type of person that does wear your grails into the ground, more power to you. This, this, this is not directed at you. Cause I do think that's awesome too. What I'm saying is when it comes to balanced collections now, it seems like people only want grails. Like if it, like if it's not worth a thousand dollars or more, they don't even want it in their collection. And that's like silly because you're going to miss out on so much good product yeah. and just like things to, to, to balance out your, your appreciation for shoes, yeah, I, for, for products in general. Yeah, dude, great word appreciation, right? I think that's the, the best way to look at footwear is why do you appreciate something? Um, you can appreciate uh, the Off-White 10 collection because Virgil reconstructed, deconstructed, changed the fabric of sneakers and, and how all that yep. stuff looks altered sneaker history. And they're all beautiful shoes, right? That's appreciating that collection. You can appreciate, um, you know, the inline Asics because they used. I'm trying to think to the the uh, Gel NYC I bought. Um, they they partnered with a Japanese brand um, and used their materials from their factory. I think they make like 
just home goods and they did a collaboration like super under the radar. Yeah. I, I picked a pair up. I appreciated the execution of that. Nowhere in that do we need to be concerned around what is the market price of sh said shoe. It's just that I have a personal appreciation of that footwear. And I think that's what a lot of people don't have for good sneakers. They don't see past the sticker price to the details, to the storytelling, you know, to, to the things that make it special, the hard work, the, the, um, pattern designer, the, the footwear designers all put into making it what it is. And I think the best example of that is like, when you see people go to use Nike ID and they're like, shit, I can't do it. It's just impossible to make a good shoe. All right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of hard work. And, um, if you appreciate something, whether it's personal storytelling or, or aspects of how this, the sneaker was created, that's going to last much longer than anything hype. And that leads me to another, another, a couple of different big releases that have been labeled bricks that are undoubtedly some of the best pieces of footwear and product ever created. Yeah. We have the Air Jordan 11 Gratitude coming back up, which is obviously a play on the DMP that's a play on the Concord. That That is undoubtedly one of the best basketball shoes ever made. Yep. And people are calling it bricks. The, these random nerds on the internet are calling it <laughs> bricks because they're not going to be able to to make a, you know any money off of them. But it's just like, when did we get to a point where you could take, again, some of the most classic stuff ever and then just be able to determine its value because of what some nerd is going to make off of it. Yeah. It's it's really crazy. Same thing with the white cement threes. Same thing as a lot of the Jordan ones that have dropped. Like these are undoubtedly some of the best shoes ever. And we, we are sitting here reducing them to how much some stranger we don't know is going to make off of them to, to determine if they're good or not. It's crazy. And that, yeah. And that narrative from um, resellers, <clears throat> sorry, resellers and well, resellers, <laughs> Um, around about round bricks and and pricing and all that stuff and man, I hundred percent agree. And I, there's an irony to it because, I mean, we're gonna come back to all this in five years. These shoes that released last year and this year that were quote unquote bricks and all this stuff that couldn't move at retail and it's gonna be lining the walls of Stadium Goods and and Flight Club, right? Um, you yeah. just know it is. Everything always comes around and and stuff that's underappreciated in its time has a moment when people go, oh shit, I missed out on the last reimagine threes or the last Royals or the gratitude 11s um the only re reason i'm sitting out the gratitude 11s is yeah. i have enough 11s and i don't i don't need this specific colorway but they're beautiful and really really well done and i encourage anyone who has a hole in their collection for a, a jordan 11 to go out and grab one regardless of the price yeah and, and these these are there are shoes out there that are trend proof right long term there's a lot of trends and i, and I think they're cool new shoes new brands etc that pop up that have a moment yep. and then they move on and you're not really rocking them the same five ten years later some of these shoes that we're talking about that are quote-unquote bricks or sitting have um they, they'll be hot again in five or ten years right and then 20 years or at least that's what history has told us about them versus versus the trend so it's, it's also interesting to see that like no matter how much we label a shoe like 2016 true blue sitting for a hundred bucks few years later that shoe was back to four or five hundred dollars right because whatever trend that was happening when that that caused that shoe to sit which was you know easy ultra boost nmds that trend proved yeah. to not be as sustainable as a classic shoe with the jordan 3 um right. look at what's hitting again today or even just simply you know economic conditions and or overproduction of of product right now um sneaker the sneaker industry has pro progressively grown every single year 
every single year. There's a, the COVID spike that kind of made it look like we're, we crashed, um, but it's just been yep. growing ever since. If you take out 2020 and 2021, it's been very consistent. Someone new is going to come into sneakers and learn the history of X and go, oh shit, I need that. And then go track it down and buy it, right? Um, the space is not going to slow down unless we ruin it <laughs> through hype hype culture and uh, you know brick uh, culture and all that nonsense. Um, but ultimately- The thing about that, uh, yeah, sorry. The thing about that that, that kind of like makes me the most upset is the people that are- tearing this thing down when it comes to manipulating prices or just changing um, the perception on, on things that they really don't care or have any business doing are not even like the resellers that I consider to be like part of sneaker culture because I do think that reselling has always been part of sneaker culture. Those type sure. of people, when they, they have these classic shops or even IG accounts or, 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 or a community of people who buy from them, they source things based off of taste. Those guys are those people are tastemakers, right? They know, hey, if I buy this 2001 Jordan, there's going to be a client that wants it for this price versus what I consider to be the new casual resellers, which are not people who are really that into sneakers. They're yeah. into hype and they're into money and they're into flexing. Yeah. I just want to make it clear because I do think that the classic and or like the original resellers will continue to sustain because they are tastemakers. They are part of well, your culture. It's the new ones that were in it for a quick buck they they yeah. discovered sneakers in the last five years that and 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 they love the attention that that posting off whites brings. Those are the ones that are, that are calling these shoes bricks. I don't necessarily see the great stores of the world. Um, I mean, granted, they don't even do content like this. But you look at the indexes and the riffs. Like those aren't the type of um, resale establishments that are calling Jordan threes bricks, right? Because they know that they have clientele of real sneakerheads that go in there and buy that type of shoe. It's like these young, or I would say these new emerging casual resellers that will move on to movie tickets or hotel tickets oh, or Barbies. Um, as soon as this yeah. thing stops in being a little profitable for them that I think have, have caused a lot of this. Dude, a hundred percent go, go find your favorite book group, Twitter, Instagram account and see what they're flexing. They're flexing Mattel and, and, and Barbies and Hot Wheels and, um, the new PlayStation gaming thing, I can't even remember what the hell it's called. Stanley um, Mugs, like, dude, it, it it was never about sneakers. It was about the asset and, and the profit. And I think you make a good point around that. And I think, I don't know how to how to say this without it maybe coming off the wrong way, but like reset, reselling resellers of the past, the previous decade before the boom, kind of now have a bad rap. Right, people were buying and selling things between each other all the time. Collectors were. Um, it just turned into something terrible, um, justifiably from you know consumer perspective and you know man manipulation and just like you know exploitation of of product and you know backdooring and all, all this stuff that made it so much worse. But ultimately, to your point, like yeah, you know, Index PDX in Portland's like one of my favorite stores to pop into because I know I'm going to find something interesting and, and cool in there. Um, and I know they, they you know, you, you know, you, that store is owned and ran by people who love shoes sure. just as much if not more than you. Whereas when you, when you, when you come to see the type of viral YouTubes or Instagram or TikToks that are going viral, like, I don't feel that same way about them. And that's totally cool. okay. Some of these people are way below my generation, but yeah. what, like I said earlier about the algorithm is that type of content started becoming really viral and media just adopted it because they had numbers to hit and i know that for a fact I, you know i've been in in, in, yeah. in scenarios where that was my job 
So you you started realizing that you know they started realizing that the boxes stacked up to the ceiling were going to get a lot of hate comments, and then next thing you know, we wake up one day and that that feels like the norm. Um, yeah. And now we're trying and and now we're trying to like work back to what we thought was the norm, which is just appreciating this stuff. And if you don't like it, you just move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm walking by a store, and and I in a, a car dealership, and I see a car, and I'm like, oh wow, there's so many of that model sedan sitting there i'm not like yo that's a fucking brick yeah. toyota you're trash i'm like oh that car is not for me i'm out of here right but sneakerheads can't do that they yeah. walk by a shoe that they don't think is worth money and to them they have to insult it right well, it's crazy yeah and and it's i think um not not even sneakerheads let's say the one percent of sneaker do, yeah. consumers buyers that live on spend a lot of time on the internet um are disconnected with the reality that like hundreds of thousands of millions of people wear inline product all the time and look good, feel good, and don't care about the thousand dollar shoes you have on your feet. And ultimately you don't look any better. You just think you do, right? It is yeah. you, you mentally believe that you're you're better in some capacity when the reality is you're 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 really not. Um yeah. And I think this thing needs to come down to passion and style for me. That that's why I got into shoes, right? You, like you wanted to look good. Yeah. And to this day, like there are more people that could be wearing a GR or a quote-unquote brick that are looking way cooler than a lot of these nerds that are like high beast head to toe. <laughs> love your... And then again, do not get me wrong. If that is your style, I do know people who are gentle and high beast and they love that stuff. And, and that's just who they are. Like if that's your style, that's your style. But I'm talking again about the people who have recently entered this and they, and they think yeah. that that's what makes them cool. And it's just like, man, like anybody who actually, has taste or style or and appreciates this stuff it, like that you just don't need that yeah uh, yeah yeah no i and um i think for anyone who's kind of feeling like ah oh, damn i get suckered into this you know hype brick shit all the time maybe because i spend too much time on on social media or whatever just log off for for, for a week go out go go outside go see what people are doing go see what pe people are wearing um, make the conscious decision in your collection or rotation to put away some of the some of the heat and bring out some of the GRs and and the inline stuff, the bricks, quote unquote, that you might have purchased, um, and enjoy them because there's a ton, a ton of good product. But I think what is an interesting, um, I don't know if it's a consequence, but an interesting thing that has come from all of this is trade bait, and and yeah. we talked about trades a, a bunch before. Um, it is, it has led to people, you know, there's also buying stuff just to sell it right away to buy something else, but it's led to a lot of people buying product with the sole mindset of trading it. Um, and ultimately a lot of stuff doesn't have, ha doesn't have trade value right now, or even I always find it funny. It's just like, everyone's trying to trade up into like the big things. So it's like, Hey, I want the $1,500 shoe. Here's my five $200 shoes. And ultimately no one can get a trade done because everyone's trying to go up five levels. Um, I think that's been a, a challenging part of of the sneaker consumer space because, I mean, man, there's only so much of that hyper-limited stuff to go around that, again, it's we're getting into like asking the question, is what you just bought or traded for even real and authentic? And we're not going to open that can of worms right now because I think we've had a couple uh, different dedicated segments around um, fakes and, and stuff like that but um yeah it just leads that it, it just goes it just puts you down a spiral that's like unfun and, and unhealthy and the best way to enjoy sneakers is appreciate them for what they are regardless of 
you know, a monetary value that's assigned to it or a social status that's assigned to it. And I do think that most consumers, like when I say consumers, most people in, let's just say North America who buy the shoes do look at it that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think sure. what we're battling against is the, um, the silent, uh, or the, the loud minority who's who, uh, of sneakerheads who, who are staying this time of things and trying to manipulate this market. Because I was talking to a buddy who works in, in, in the retail, uh, space and he was talking to, to shop owners from, from, uh, um, different regions and they're, they're consumers, the people that are going in, into the stores to buy the Jordans, to buy the Air Force Ones, to buy the Adidas, whatever they're selling, they're kind of like blind to some all of the social media narrative. They they still uh, covet the latest Air Jordans and the latest Nikes and the latest whatever it is might be that they're into, um, which is interesting. Again, it just shows that the space that, we, that we're in right now um, still only represents kind of a small portion of people that are buying the shoes, but it does have a lot of influence on just how, how the market works because yep. brands tend to react to that as well as reacting to the actual buying data, but yep. they do take the sneaker culture's lead and that that is uh, a testament to how big this has come, but it's also kind of a responsibility for us to, be, to, to, to not let it get to the point where, uh, again, a small group of people is dictating what brands are doing because they think um, because resellers are, are buying up all the stock and, and brands are looking at that as real consumers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, there's a trickle down effect, right? The sneaker head community kind of does not dictate, but uh, a lot is, is guided from there in trends and, and inventory. So, you know, this idea of products sitting on the shelves of stores being a bad thing. I mean, it's only a bad thing for the reseller. Um, it's a great thing for everyone else because again, you're, average consumer, casual sneakerhead, person who just likes to walk into a store can find a pair of Jordan 1 Royals or, or Gratitude 11s on the wall and wear them. That's a massive win, um, massive win for potentially growing the next, you know, sneakerhead, um, you know, maturing them into, into collectors and, um, you know, guiding the next generation, but also just like people having dope product on, on their feet. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. And the fact that you know, anyone needed to jump through a thousand hoops to get a pair of Jordan ones three years ago. It's, it's, it's crazy at this point. Yeah. And I, the, the, the final message I have here, it does feel like, you know, it's easy to rant on this forever, but for me, for sure. I just want to remind people that pain resale is never cool. It's never a flex. No, like, I'll wear your stock. how silly do you have to be to, to say, Hey, I paid a thousand bucks for these versus getting them from retail or even now below retail. So do not let people fool you into thinking that a shoe being on discount means that it's not cool anymore. Um, because that's, it seems like we're getting dangerously close to that for a lot of people who are influenced by social and by the media. So like, that's kind of my, if you take anything away from this conversation, it's do not let people make you think that you have to pay above something for it to be cool. Paying retail below is even better. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, I would rather operate in retail or less territory for, you know, collection building and, and what I'm going to wear right now. And, you know, forever ultimately over, you know, succumbing to hype beast, um, resale culture. So I think it's, I think it's a great point. And ultimately I'll, I'll go back yep. to just appreciate the shit that, um, that you like and your own justification for why you buy it. If you do that, if you buy what you like and buy what you get, what you're going to wear, to your own personal style and taste, you're going to be happy. You have a great time. Um, if you deviate from that, 
You're going to yeah. fall into the trap. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there been plenty of shoes, way more than, than I'm proud to admit that I've had to pay aftermarket for. But that 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 that's because I, you know, I wanted the shoe down. I missed it. I really wanted it. If you, if you're building your collection, you don't need to just build it with things you paid resell for. Instead of paying a thousand or two thousand dollars for the shoe you really want, um, go buy a GR version of that shoe or an OG color version of that shoe. Forget GR because OGs are GRs now. And and a few other pairs, and then and then um, work your way up to that um, versus just having that one two thousand dollars shoe when you, you can have three or four and really start to develop your own taste. And then again, if it cuts to the point where you really want to pay for that shoe, then shoot, I'm the last person to tell you you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, look, man, I've laid down a thousand fifteen hundred bucks for for something I really 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 wanted, but again, that decision was not influenced around um, the current social narrative around product it, it, it is situated in, in my own justification for it because ultimately i have to feel good about the purchase in a year two three four or five years from now right so I, I i never looked at it from the perspective of an asset um and only it like damn i really really want this thing and this is unfortunately my only option right now so this is what i'm gonna do and um you know i think there's examples but um we don't need to get into my my sneaker collection at this point, but overall, I just want people to be happy in, in what they do. And I think too often um, we see people um, are really not because they get they get suckered into the trap that is, I can't wear buy bricks. I need to have heat, and having an entire collection of of heat and hype is unsustainable. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, brick, brick culture is silly, but the fact that so many shoes that are coming out are considered bricks is. Um, such a win for for people who love shoes right it's it's yeah. it's so the, just don't don't be fooled by the the funny nickname that people give these shoes because um that means that that the consumer is winning yeah yeah no 100 um yeah it's 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 an interesting space uh an interesting thing but this is ultimately also why i love um sneaker culture this there's a lot yep. going on a lot to talk about um we're just trying to guide people nudge nudge people in the right direction to to make it more sustainable and enjoyable. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we touch on um, this subject to a degree, but Marco, thanks for, thanks for jumping on with me. Thanks for, thanks for chatting about brick culture. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. It will not be the last time. Cause from what I've heard about some grail level shoes to some people and some great releases next year that the brands are going to do the right thing and, and release a good amount of them. So there will be a lot of shoes that people are calling must cops today that in a few months that are calling bricks and um for everyone else who just wanted that shoe um it'll be it'll be a great time for us yeah i could talk for 30 minutes about how people change their minds when something gets too easy to buy, <laughs> but uh there's no point <laughs> we know yeah. when these when these military blues drop next year and everybody's um calling them bricks or or whatever it is uh the, the next jordan 3 that they do um i'll, I'll be there i'll be there happily copying my bricks <laughs> trust me Oh man, good good times, Marco. Thanks for thanks for jumping on, and uh, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on social media at Soul Savvy with one V on all platforms. To learn more about Soul Savvy and join our community, please visit www.soulsavvy.com slash join.